of the East. This is episode two. We have some amazing poets with us tonight. And of course, as always, we're co-hosted by the amazing Misha Dandudan, an amazing poet, an international artist, uh, a translator, an educator, a storyteller, an editor, a man of so many talents. But without any further ado, let me bring on our poets. So thank you very much. Good afternoon. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you, Chris Fisak, for hosting again another program within the series of uh, roundtables dedicated to the contemporary uh, Romanian poetry. Thank you very much for being here and welcome Andres Murnea, Andrada Yishimoru and uh, Alexandru Lagatushu, three excellent young and young Romanian poets which uh, were so kind to accept our invitation. Please allow me to tell a couple of things about each of them and uh, kindly ask each of them where they are going to read to say a little bit more each of them about themselves, what do they consider as being as being important things which things which I as a as a different person towards themselves I may not I may not know or not consider as such. So all of them they belong to a literary club and uh, also to a to a review to an uh, uh, to a magazine called Morning Poets. One of the most dynamic and uh, most interesting in uh, in today's Romania. All of them write a very engaged, metaphorically and socially engaged uh, poetry um, that goes with not only with the aesthetical beauty but also with the problems uh, of the Romanian and international society in. Uh, uh, in this uh, in this moment, all of them represent, as I was saying, one of the most dynamic literary uh, clubs in uh, um, in Romania. If who, uh, who would like to to be the first to present respective points, you prepare for today, and also to say each of you a little bit more and more specific for about uh, yourselves. Well, there's nothing on that. Now it's a little bit correction. It's not like a literary magazine. It's more like a series of um, poetry workshops. More like it's like a group of poets that are part of this morning poet because our uh, our uh, literature um, is happening in the morning at 11 o'clock. So basically, the Romanian poets are not very they're not uh, 
So waking up in the morning, so like killing a cliche. So that's why I try to do when I started this this, this club for life. And uh, if it's okay to start with Andrada, uh, she has a very interesting poetic voice. And is it okay? Is it okay? Fantastic. I'm so honored that you would join us. Yeah. 
Domnul Natalia, am trecut pe lângă mine. Am vrut să mă văd, am vrut să mai stai. Mă uit în oglindă și îmi zic că eu sunt acolo, la fel și aici. În toți din jurul meu au știut mai bine decât mine. Toți cu părerile lor, despre mine și mama mea, despre mine și tatăl meu, despre mine și sora mea. Niciodată nu va exista egalitate între mine și voi. Eu cea inferioară, eu străină, eu cea care trebuie să-mi plec capul. Eu isterică, eu femeie, eu irațională. Tatăl meu mi-a zis că nu există dreptate între mine și ei. Am dat a fi o fată bună și nu se ca capul în fața nimănui. Am dat ascultă-mă pe mine, tată. Niciodată să nu crezi că mai prejunt de ei. Eu nu te-am făcut ca să fii sclava nimănui. Am dat nu mă face de rău. Continuă mereu să lupt. Adevărul absolut. Nu ta e o curvă, ca altfel nu s-ar fi căsătorit un străin. Tu ești o curvă, ca așa sunt toate femeile, la astea din familii stricte, sunt cele mai mari. Auzi, dar cât de sigur ești că tatăl nu mai are o nevastă? Ce amuzant ar fi să te crezești că mai ai niște frate. Mama mea mi-a zis că sunt doar imatur, instabil, idiot. Andrada, mamă, fi o fată bună, nu mai ai tatăl spuști. Andrada, mamă, nu te mai prinsa. Andrada, mamă, nu ne faci de râs că te pui la mintea lor. Cum să plezi așa, să sora ta, ce o să mai înțeleagă? Ce exemplu mai ești? Ai ajuns să stai pe banii lui. Ce ți-am zis? Curvă, la fel ca mota și toate celelalte femei. Ai plecat de acasă să te întrețină altul. Banii lui tatăl nu ți-au mai ajuns. Mama te întreb mereu, dar cine ești? Cine sunt ei să ne definească pe noi? De când sunt eu victimă? De când sunt eu curvă? De când sunt eu supusă? Mereu așa. Sora mea de asta ce are nedreptate, ce înseamnă inegalitatea. Tania e irațională, Tania e isterică, Tania femeie nu pleacă capul în fața nimănui. Furia ei e furia mea, e furia mamei mele, furia bunicii mele, care ne-a învățat că femeia nu-i curva nimănui, nu-i coasta nimănui, nu-i croava nimănui. Dă cu ei de pământ, cum au dat și cu noi de atâtea ori. Și toate, femeie, și toate fetele și femeile care vor căta pe urmele noastre, drepturile noastre nu sunt apurile lor, drepturile noastre sunt la fel de importante, experiențele noastre sunt la fel de reale, la fel de brutale, încă făcute de mâna unui bărbat frustrat care se vede stăpânul nostru. Niciodată să nu fii gura închisă, niciodată să nu treci capul în fața nimănui, mai ales că mereu am avut dreptate și acum e momentul în care să ne credeți pe noi toate. Curvele, mamele, fiicele, sclavele, victimele, inferioarele, femei. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Felicitări, într-adevăr, foarte puternic. Și uh, am încercat, nu știu, am microfonul deschis, cred că da. Sper, da. Foarte puternice poemele. Și am încercat și mă bucur că mi-a ieșit să fie exact în timpul celui de-al treilea poem, al tău să deschis, să aprind prima lumânare de advent. A fost cumva simbolic și mă bucur că a ieșit. I wanted to say, Ricard, Ricard, that the poems are very strong and I'm really, I'm really impressed and I tried, I attempted and I'm happy I managed to uh, burn, uh, to start burning the first advent candle just during the third poem by Andrada, which was, according to my impression, the most impressive and the strongest among all. Congratulations, a really very strong feminine and feminist poetry. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing it here. Who is going to, to continue? Who would like to continue maybe? Andre or Alessandro who would like to? Uh, I, I will continue. Okay, with you. Um, maybe a little bit, uh, um, 
a little bit stronger. I, I feel really... Alexandre, it was Yeah, I'm here. Do you hear me? Yes, I can hear right now, yes. Great. Thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, and uh, thank you for the invitation. I really thank appreciate you for it. And I'm glad to be here with all of you. My name is Alexandre Lakatushu. I am 30 years old. I'm a social media specialist and content writer on a daily basis. And uh, the poetry is my refugee, my fortress, if I can say that. Uh, I'm looking to, to merge, to face different environments, uh, different voices, states uh, like uh, waking, dreaming, flashbacks, people talking on the street, information that bombards us, uh, render uh, all of this to a mirror but add my own filter. Uh, and um, when I found about the morning poets, uh, I was at the beginning. I had just started digging as so much as possible for poetry, and this meeting, these workshops, uh, brought me the, the shortcuts that I needed, made, made my search easier. Uh, at the same time, I met poets uh, whose advice helped me a lot, uh, guided me, and uh, can even say that I developed friendships with some, and those things can only be gratifying. Um, rather, at Morning Poets, we are people with thin curiosities, gathered in one place and one environment where we can discuss about poetry, debate, and why not evolve together. Um, I don't know. I will proceed like Andrada. I will read three poems in English and after that in Romanian. So, post-urban juke joint. Performed unannounced without I walk the line microphone 1956 joins in the corner of the street. Somehow applause if they exist. Crazy G storytelling 1961. A visit in a specific juke joint. Sharp contrasted by the street. I'm so lonesome I could cry. F since without 1949. Life ripples in the background music. Various trades. We stopped loving her today. Both bodies, loud shouts. 1980, loud, a random one describes the safety measures, the doorbells, standing on the corner, blue yodel, nine years old, video for firefight, 1930, on a reasonably large stage, sent by your man, treatable for 1968, the first urban manifestation, music genre, you don't know me, slow tempo, 1962, intensified rhythmically, treated for dance, same world, shoulder ties, rural counterparts, mama tribe of nightclub, 1968, from the resort where workers relax in depth of the night, mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys near the pine forest, 1978. I won't let you in. People might will complain. Fragile dog asks for caress, causing formalists for the possibility to stop signing meaning. The little girls from the bank read things of us from the window. You'll admire the plastic swan. A bunch of youngsters dancing electrically in parks. You might have seen them. Their exchange. She, he, to go, work. He, she. 
she earned money, good. Here, my parents, a few relatives, some teachers, a certain cook, something sweet, a ticket controller. I find interest for the streaming platform algorithms. One chair, one old computer, one old fashioned desk, a pond high snake, birds, cat's wall. That shows me how many teeth he's missing. He rubs his tongue against the remaining ones. Rudimentary barrier, the useful breathing technique, garbage and kittens. There have been houses and people had kittens. The kittens did not live. Let's ponder whether we can remain invisible, we can react, we can give an example. This is just some transits among tiny hearts which diversify the horizon. All tastes like the sonar, taste between good morning and good night. When in front of me the vendor praises the flower bag, all that I wish is that the ferns from the window fields will stay alive. She whimpers down on me, latch, cheap toys clinking, select one to start, unwittingly that track has more meaning besides the message itself. Come at costume. We don't give the little girl money, trust. She opens her slender bony arms toward us. There is a scratch, a snowdrop. The elevator always stops between floors. At breakfast, bananas. Admiring. Nails cut from the flesh. And now, Romanian. Post-urban juke joint. Interpretează inopinat fără I walk the line, microfon, mieno, 56, pe lungă în colț de stradă, pentru câtva aplauze dacă există. ADG sfărisește, 1961. Vizită într-un juc joint specific, contrast puternic cu strada de afară. I'm so lonesome I could cry, F suplă, lipsită, 1949 de lumină, înduiește. Înșurtină muzică. Afaceri diverse, to stop loving her today, corpuri strânse plus figăte, 1980, râșete, un oarecare descrie măsurile de securitate, soneria de la ușă, standing on the corner, lui Yodel 9, în urmă cu ani buni, o filmare, înspinge focuri, 1930, magic film, alături de trupa sa, o scenă suficient de mare, stand by your man, cât să încapă, 1968, Prima manifestare urbană, stil de muzică, Don't Know Me, tempo ușor, 1962, intensificat, potrivit, ritmic, pentru dans, pereții pătați până la înălțimea umărului, omologii rurale, Mama Tribe, ale cluburilor de noapte, 1968, din stațiune, unde muncitorii și relaxează în adem cine seara, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys, lângă pădurea de fiind. 
o anumite bucătărească un controlor de bilete. Deci este interes pentru algoritmul platformei de streaming, un singur sound, un calculator vechi, un birou de modat, alta spun de șerpi, Acum mi arată cât din care lipsă și vrea să-i rămas. Barieră rudimentară, tehnicile de respirație benefice. Nu ai zis, folosit de mi-au spus răspuns, nu plecaseră. Să ne gândim dacă putem rămâne impasibili, să-mi reacționa, putem da un exemplu, e doar un spam. Trans printre inimioare care diversifică orizontul, pulsează ca un sonar, pas între noapte până și cărut mâinile. Când în fața mea, înzătoarea laudă cu luta mâină, ceea ce îmi doresc este ca feriga de la geam să rămână în viață. Încește-mă o fluză, pe click, clinket, de jucărie tine, selectați, executare, pentru a porni, involuntar, piesa asta are mai multe semnificații, pe lângă mesajul propriu zis, costum, cometă, nu-i dăm fain credite, încredere, pentru despre noi trebuie să toate, aici e o gherlă, un ghiocel, oprește întotdeauna între etaj, la mitul dejun, banane, asinativ, un zis de adevărat. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a wonderful surprise for us. I also have been able to arrange, and through the goodness of God, we have Misha Danduda with us tonight. Misha, welcome. Good evening. Thank you very much for inviting me today to I'm broadcasting directly from this. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a wonderful surprise for us. I also have been able Little, to arrange... If you can mute the sound coming to you, we're hearing the radio broadcast through your, your headphones. So if you'd silence that this way, we only hear you live. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you very much, Rick. I'm very happy to be here with you. I'm broadcasting directly from this COVID uh, shrine here in Bucharest. Um, and uh, But it seems there are more broadcastings here because I'm hearing not only you, but also the voices under. Anyway, I right. want to congratulate you for the selection you made for today. Uh, all the parts you uh, selected are, are really wonderful ones. Uh, we have already uh, had a talk about uh, excellent uh, Andres Burna uh, last week. And uh, now his calls from the morning poets, Andrada Yuna Soglu and uh, Alex Bulapetusu will feature uh, will feature tonight. It is a very good uh, fulfilling of uh, uh, last week's uh, last week's uh, episode, especially as Andrada has that very strong uh, feministic and feminine uh, feeling within her, or it's very strong feminine uh, 
uh, feminine uh, poetry she has, and Alexandru uh, is also a uh, great intellectual, uh, intellectual poet, so they fulfill very well uh, within that wonderful club of the, uh, of the morning poets. Let me ask you, sir, if you would, while we're talking, turn your volume all the way down because we're still hearing that echo. And I would hate to uh, lose some of your wisdom because the, the echo is stepping on it. So we can give that a try. Um, we have uh, these fine poets are going to continue in just a moment. Uh, I do want to say that there are many poets across the globe that are praying for you, that are sending healing energy. And we, we are depending on you, sir, to heal as quickly as you can, my friend. So we can give that a try. Um, we have uh, these fine poets are going to continue. All right. Moment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to continue and play part two of our recording with Andres, Andrada, and then uh, Alexander Lukashenko. Here we go, part two. Very nice. Thank you. They are very strong poetry, and it is used to be filled uh, that as, uh, Andrada uh, has this uh, um, very, very strong feminine and feminist. I really, uh, I really, um, and always make this difference. There are two different nuances. Feminine is one thing, feminist is something else. As those two dimensions are very strong uh, in Andrada's case, I can feel in uh, Alexandru's case, and I have to admit, met them, I knew them, thanks to Andre, and uh, I want to thank him for, uh, for making our acquaintance. Um, so actually it is my first contact with them as uh, persons and as uh, poets. In Alexandru's case, this feeling of the historical and uh, social engagement is also very strong and one has the impression that in spite of being, being very young, uh, that he actually was at all those events, historical events, uh, he's, talking, he's talking about. Thank you very much, Andrada. Thank you very much, uh, Alexandru, for really, uh, a really very strong poetry. And um, now I think it's the time for the one which actually is the author of all this project. Um, I want, theoretically, I should apologize to Andre for calling Morning Poets um, also a magazine, but I'm not going to do so because I hope and I think that in time it will be it will become also a magazine because it is such a beautiful initiative, uh, such a um, such a uh, such a strong literary literary club, uh, just according to just uh, as strong and as uh, uh, talented uh, is as a poet, um, the, its members and uh, its uh, his its uh, coordinator. Uh, Andres Burda. I appreciate and I admire him very much. He's very active, uh, very talented, and uh, at the same time, concerning the style of his poetry, he has the courage of addressing 
very different and unusual styles experimenting starting from thematics which are very different and very sometimes surprising shocking in his uh, poems uh, and ending with uh, the style and metaphors he is using andre thank you very much for participating here please add something else about yourself if you feel like and if you would like to read what you prepared for uh, for today thank you Lee, for having me thank you for having me uh, i am a journalist on a daily basis i work in a news um, tv broadcaster i work in television but writing stuff i am also i was also a copywriter for several years ago and also uh, i created with uh, along with my uh, friend simina this uh, workshop called morning voice also this workshop has uh, has also magazine dimension as mircea said we have a initiative called cooperativa voice so maybe you could have, could find a very good uh, translation in english but i'm not very sure uh, it will uh, come something good from my mouth Maybe it's like uh, a socialist organization of poetry, basically. Like, but it's like uh, irony for the, the ones that uh, transform poetry into something that is uh, made only for uh, benefit of each from each other. Basically, like uh, you are helping, I'm helping you, and uh, everybody is happy. Only how we are happy, not the entire universe. Uh, I wrote uh, four poetry books, three by myself, and the last one uh, it was a joint venture with uh, the Danish poet Klaus Ankersen. We started uh, our trip in uh, exploring Pink Floyd music, we, and we uh, uh, finished this book called Pink um, Pong, like from like the game, but it's like with pink, not pink, and uh, it's, in, it's a trilingual uh, book, it's in uh, Romanian, English, and Danish, I will only uh, read the um, uh, English and Romanian version, I, I'm not ready to start uh, reading in Danish. Maybe next time. So I'll have uh, three poems, uh, like Andrada and uh, Alex did, but I'll uh, make the lecture like English Romanian, English Romanian, English Romanian to keep the The first one is called uh, Ship, Ping Pong Number Six, featuring Irina. The Machinist goes by Inocuos. The Machinist is the new version of Wally, a version which almost all supermarkets have in their monthly promotional sales. Best before, lucidity is becoming more scarce. I counted ships, lots of ships, as I was waiting in the queue. There was an inside joke at the protest. George Soros was giving away milk and croissants. Young shop and go from Victoria Square. During that evening, I thought about the catchphrase, I have one more wish, drag for sheep wish. Not. Hashtag or not. 
Dragos L almost borrowed it for his banner. Still, at last minute, decided for some popular lyrics of some pop dance song. Get out of the road if you want to grow old. In the engine room at the entrance, the displayed message the message that includes many regional communities. The mothership, scribbled scarlet words, the sun, that some kind of ophthalmologic test when you are sick and you learn letters and numbers by picking up. So you don't do not have to wear glasses with thick frames. Memory playing tricks on you. Fourth row where the mothership forgot the subway ticket like a rite of passage, studied on the scribble school there. Continuity in electromagnetic field. Cardinal versus Cartesian. The machine is counting sheep. The machine does not know that um, by multiplying the paintings with its land, it can find out the total number of each sheep, and all this can be done with a calculator. A whole number suitable enough to be written down, even Ron Atkinson was overcome by this number. The Romanian one version, Mașinistul trece inofensiv. Mașinistul e noua versiune a lui Wally, versiune pe care mai toate tipele marketurile o oferă la promoții alte. Timpul a expirat, momentele de luciditate tot mai rare, am umărat oi multe oi în timp ce așteptam la coadă și plouă glumă la proteste cum că George Soros în parte cornul și lapte la singurul shopping go din piața Victoriei. Tot în seara aia mă gândisem la sloganul, mai am un singur dor, drag mea amulam vator, dragoș, zâl, aproape îl împrumutat, trecem cu bannerul său. Totuși, în ultima clipă s-a decis un vers la modă dintr-o melodie pop dance. Set of the road, this one to grow old, mesajul asocia la intrarea în sala motoarelor, mesajul care a influențat multe comunități locale. Nava Mama, Seretic Corojit, Cacoji, Orașul Dormitor. Sunt de deșert de la autonologie când ai șase ani și înveți din mers, litere și cifre ca să nu poți să chelari cu ramă groasă. Memoria joacă peste rândul al patrulea unde Nava Mama și-a uitat o cartelă de metrou ca un ritual de trecere studiat de băncile muzgălite ale școlii. Fostilitate în câmp electromagnetic, cardinal versus cartezian, mașinistul numărul oi, mașinistul nu știe că prin înmulțirea lățimii cu lungimea tamboului se poate determina numărul total de oi, toate astea Numărul 3, numai bun de trecut pe curat, un număr pe care l-a, care l-a doborât până și pe Rowan Atkinson. Uh, the second uh, one, uh, called uh, A Soul's Call of Secrets, in phone number 8. We do not keep secrets, usually we don't talk to each other, usually we don't look at each other and so another day has passed surrounded by handmade products and vacuum cleaners from the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Ed- educational programs and programs for personal development and volunteering programs, everybody has a well-established part in the organigram. <laughs> the mothership takes the form of a tetheract. In odd ways, Wally does not clean up. Number three, the field of Dandelion moves beyond the horizon line. The, number four, the machinist will perform the paternity test. Number five, we will stop the curdling of the blood. Number six, we will stop the time. Number seven, we will never accept pink Floyd colors. 
number eight, forbidden colors inside the mothership, in green, bubblegum pink, magenta, fuchsia, and Indian blue. Number nine, karaoke night will be carefully monitored. And number ten, sun codes written down on an agenda. And the last, last one, both Romania and English. Okay, uh, fire walk with me. Uh, ping pong number 18. For hours and hours I've been staring, staring at the temple's electronic display. I had escaped the pestering of the machinist and Wally finally had received the money for his location. The mothership has found a solution to the housing problem. Very sunshine rays towards the southern outskirts of the city. There were the block of flats as either monochrome or come from the Jeep or IKEA color catalogs. And, and we would see each other every Thursday in the firebox thinking about the last bit of Red Bull. The machinist does not agree with this kind of name that have been circulating in the public space. The machinist prefers the classical names as it follows. John, Tobias, Eve, and Igor Augustine. The best need to have names easy to remember, even by those who have full pronunciation in English. The decalogue will be modified. The machinist inform us daily that the transition time has come on the mothership. What can I write with a silver pen brought from Athens, or which is my favorite Haruki Murakami novel? Do you prefer the short version, or do we have a couple of hours? A conversionist would probably give you a clearer answer, and he would never give away the insecurity through the modulation of the voice. After a while, Dimitri's energy connected the electronic table, and Red Bull said goodbye in his almost humorous manner. The Romanian one, we call also firewalk with this. Am folbat să fie la tabela cu afișaje electronice. Că facem de gură mașinistului, iar ori putem sfârșit banii de concediu. Nava am găsit o soluție la problema locativă, excluzând intradele de soare spre periferia de sud a orașului, acolo unde blocurile sunt fie monocrome, fie provin din cataloge de culori de la GIS sau IKEA. Și ne vedeam în fiecare joi în fire, cuzându la ultimele istorie de la universul. Mașinistul nu e de acord cu astfel de vehiculate în spațiu public. Mașinistul preferă variantele clasice, după cum urmează John, Tobias, Ebel sau chiar Augustin. Animalele trebuie să aibă nume ușor de reținut, chiar și de cu pronunții de epicitare în limba engleză. Decalogul va fi modificat, mașinistul ne informează zi de zi că a venit timpul tranziției de nava mamă. Ce pot scrie cu un creion argintiu adus din Atena? Sau care e romanul meu preferat de Haruki Murakami? Prefer varianta scurtă sau avem câteva ore la dispoziție? Un consorționist a dat probabil niște răspunsuri mai clare și nu și-a trădat niciodată nesiguranța prin modulații de voci. După un timp, Lipsine a deconectat apela electronică, iar Red Bull și-a luat rămas bun în felul său aproape uman. Thank you so much for sharing. Your generosity must be responded. I would like to read one of mine to you. I appreciate so much my brother Michel bringing us these wonderful poets that we can make this small bridge must be good in these crazy, crazy, isolated times. My brother, thank you so much. Now let me offer you a little something. 
Thank you. This will be hard. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> How about this one? This is called The Aztec Streets Are Empty. I, I wanted to draw a parallel. So many times... The, the mystery of how a civilization disappears is amazing to us. I wanted to, to capture some of that and offer a Covidian explanation. So when you think of this ancient city where everyone has disappeared, I think of our cities today where so many people have disappeared. The Aztec streets are empty. They wonder. They window wonder how these empty streets betray with their silent whispering. Now, this great civilization whose empty streets scream their loud silence in grumbles. Our empty streets exposed in their noisy silence mumble. What great enemy cleared these streets? What armories descended? What bursting armaments emptied the larders? Cleaned the corridors? Stopped traffic from its bustling markets? This tiniest part of life, not life, a simple prion, a virus, a tiny part of peace, so profligate to destroy its host. How like man, this tiny grain. Thank, thank you very much, Rick. Thank you very much, really. Very warm and strong and humanitarian. So deeply human as everything you are writing, and thank you for paying our poems, their poems, the poems of today's, our today's uh, guests with uh, this, uh, as you were call it, Covidian uh, understanding of uh, the, if you want, of the fragility of our, uh, of our civilization. So, it was like the Covidian Rhapsody instead of the Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> well, good metaphor, brother, good metaphor. Excellent, excellent idea. I think, Andre, I think you already have the title of your next poetry collection. <laughs> no, I, I'll give it to Rick as a gift, as a, as a sign of uh, friendship. Thank you, brother. So you, can, you can have it, man. So, it's yours. Thank, you, oh, so thank you very much. I feel like I feel like starting to cry, but I have no conditions here because you, you know it's, I have this candle before me, and if I start crying, I might I may risk to uh, <laughs> to um, I may risk to remain without it, and it is not allowed uh, on the on in the first weekend, the first Advent weekend. So um, I would like to thank very much our guests. Uh, Andrada, Alexandru, and Andre. You know, Rick, it is such a beautiful coincidence that all of their names start not start with A. You know, Alexandra, Alex, uh, sorry, Andrada, Alexandra, and Andre. 
I, maybe I should tell you also that uh, on, if I'm not wrong, on Monday, I think, it is the, a very important religious celebration in Romania, the day of uh, the saint which, uh, conform, according to the tradition, um, brought Christianity to Romanians, and uh, which has the same name, Saint Andrew, as, uh, as Andrei, uh, here. So the context is, besides the Catholic Advent, it is also quite religious and patriotic, so maybe one of two or ten tears would be at the, uh, at the right place and uh, at the right moment. Thank you very much, Rick, also for uh, hosting another uh, roundtable dedicated to the Romanian uh, poetry. And uh, if someone else would like to add something else before saying goodbye for today, please feel free to do it. I think it's a good idea to have like um, like uh, they are when they are broadcasting uh, matches on radio to have like uh, everybody saying something about the at the end about their feelings something like this and I think it's a good idea to start again with Andrada because it was uh, the winning team is never it, you don't have to change the winning team like in sport basically you will keep the formula basically. Excellent idea. Thank you very much, Andrew, so Andre. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, something short and strong for the end. Andrada. Thank you for, so much for the invitation and for the opportunity to translate my poems. It was something amazing for me and not typically what I do. And it was a great opportunity and I'm so glad to be here with you all. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, Andrada. Really, really great. Wonderful. I repeat, in behalf of everybody, I, I think wonderful and strong poems. Alexandru, please. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation and for that opportunity. And uh, many, many shows as possible like this. Thank you. Thank you, Alexandru, too. Now, please, Maestro, Andre, the final word belongs to you. The final floor belongs to you. No pressure, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, no, this, this is not the, the final word, no pressure, though. But I think it could have been something very nice. But I, I would say that poetry needs like a new media and fresh new air because um, the new media like uh, video and uh, sound like podcast is the only way that poetry will survive in the next 50 years basically because uh, the printed books will, will not have this uh, very good uh, life in the next years even though uh, there are some uh, people who and I'm including myself here, who only likes to read poetry on uh, printed books. But uh, we have to address to a different audience, and that audience could be on the internet, on the podcast, uh, listeners of podcasts, and uh, on uh, YouTube or other platforms. So uh, it's very nice to have uh, this meeting with online and to broadcast it uh, on the air. And uh, to let the other know that uh, COVID will not destroy us and will make us stronger. 
thank you all so very much. And thank you, Michelle. Brother, it is such an honor to work with you and to meet these fine, fine poets. Thank you for sharing your heart's work with us. Thank you very much, Rick. Uh, thank you for your generosity. Thank you, PNN, and thank you very much, our guests. See you as soon as possible in every in every other every other political possibilities. All the best. All the best. Thank you all. And we have the good fortune. I'm going to bring Misha back on, but uh, he is calling us from the hospital over in uh, Bucharest, and. Uh, his connection is not great, but it's so worth listening to him. Here we go. Misha, go ahead. In every other political possibilities, all of us, all of us. Thank you all. And we have the good fortune of going to bring Misha back on, but uh, he is calling us from the hospital over in uh, Bucharest. And Misha, welcome. Here we go. Misha, go ahead. Good evening. Uh, good evening once again. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me also uh, to take part to this uh, second episode. Um, it is uh, a very emotional. Uh, Aspect for me as uh, uh, I am surrounded by people which are just like me. Um, they are still of uh, COVID-19, but nevertheless, uh, they are eager to listen to uh, Romanian poetry. Uh, in uh, uh, thanks to your generosity and uh, to your uh, to the interest you manifested. Uh, for it. Unfortunately, the connection is very bad. I'm not sure what are uh, our listeners uh, actually listening from what we are uh, saying here. The problem is, I guess, on my part, it's uh, a very bad connection. Here That's okay. We were happy to hear your voice, my brother. I'm going to go ahead and go back Thank to the live you. show. Thank you again, sir. I'm very sorry for the technical conditions. I apologize. No problem. Thank you so much for joining us again. And now, our uh, next poet, our final poet of the day, Alexandra Montenot, who is uh, a very talented poet as well. Here we go, Alexandra. Uh, let me introduce... Alexandra Montenu? Yes. Good, yes. good. Uh, Alexandra, why don't you tell us a little bit about your artistic projects? So, I'll start with the beginning. I'm a lifelong reader. I read my first words at the age of two. Ah. I don't remember it. <laughs> my parents told me the story, and I trusted they are telling the truth. <laughs> sure. So, it seemed that they had the letters of the alphabet on the fridge and my mom would always take me with her in the kitchen when she was cooking so i would always ask questions about the letters i was curious you know what's that what's that what about that 
And one day I was able to spell out loud the name of the pasta she was cooking. Wow. Dolphin, apparently. That was my first word that I wow. read. Yes, and it seems that she was amazed as she started buying me books, children's books. And by the time school started, I already knew how to read and write, so I basically taught myself before school started. Excellent. And I, I do remember that when school started, I was in the first grade, and, and they made me do, you know, like, like when you, when you learn to write, they would make me <laughs> do Draw circles and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that I already remember. Um, so I'm a lifelong reader. I've spent countless hours with my attention in books, and books have always been like my best friends. They still are. <laughs> and I've always wanted to write. Uh, some of my earliest memories when I was a child are about crafting my own nibs out of birds' feathers that I then dip in ink and I'd create all of these stories. How nice. Then I would throw them away because uh-huh. I didn't think they were good enough. I was comparing myself with the published authors, and <laughs> <laughs> so I was—I think I was seven or ten, you know. But I—I—I I, I did struggle basically all my life with this feeling that I'm not good enough, um, and I also received a lot of harsh criticism. You know how it's like in this domain with the uh, critics and. Criticism and <laughs> criticism is easy. Creating, that's hard. Yeah, that's also what I what um, the conclusion that I've come to. But it really did take a long time for me to to overcome that critic, especially the inner critic. You know. Sure. That's sure. <laughs> so. After I finished high school, I went to university in Romania and I finished Polish and French philology. And this is how I became fluent in Polish. I was already uh, speaking fluent English and French at that time. It was a really interesting experience because I got to read Polish and French works of literature from the oldest known, known times until now. And I also got accustomed to literary translations. I've translated several articles, theater plays, and some poetry during that time. Um, and right after I finished university, I discovered by a fortunate coincidence that I can paint and that I also adore it immensely. And it's always been easier since I discovered that I can paint. It's just it's been easier for me to paint than to write. I don't know why, but the painting is just like come out, and I don't have it's not that much effort. <laughs> Meanwhile, when writing, I had a lot of blocks. Um, and this is also how my pseudonym Alma Luton got. Alma Luton got born. Um, so how I discovered that I can paint, I was in a village close to my hometown with a few days with my sister and some friends. We were visiting friends of a friend who were working um, at the restoration of the murals of the monastery nearby. And one evening after work, they brought a blank canvas and painting materials because one of the nuns had asked them to paint a gift for someone. And they didn't really want to because they had painted all day. 
So, <laughs> yeah, so my sister and I took on the challenge and felt awesome. And this is how I discovered that I can actually paint. I didn't know I could paint up until then. Well, you, were, <laughs> you had started so young with feathers, right? It was just something that I do in my spare time. I didn't really do it, you know, seriously. I was just very focused on school and being a good daughter. So it was really part of my identity up until recently. Well, Um, next time we get together, you have to show us some of your art, too. (laughs) I'm actually really excited. It's going to be available on my website. It's um, almalitum.com. I have it written over here. There's a text window. You can, you can text me the web address. Yes. See the chat yes. button? Make sure you do that, okay? Yes. It's not available right now. Okay. I'm still developing it. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically creating it, but it will be launched as soon as I finish. As I finish resolving, there are some technical issues and some legal issues that I still need to, you know, figure out. Sure. But once that it's going to be available, and I'm really excited about it. Well, you know, I yeah. teach web design, <laughs> so I teach people how to build websites. Yeah, it's it's actually a lot more work than it seems. You know, before I before I created this website, I just entered websites and I kind of took it for granted. And now that I started creating my own website and I see all the behind <laughs> the building of it, it's a lot more complicated than it seems. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Um, so we've invited you here to talk a little bit about your poetry. Um, do you? write uh, oh what's a good way to put it is there a particular type of poetry you like to read write do you write narrative poetry or philosophical poetry or political poetry or how do you describe what you write well I'll get to the story to how I started writing poetry if that's fine because please please important to to, for answering your question (laughs) so um Soon after I realized that I have a talent for painting, I moved to Denmark to study with my sister at the, at the design school, and we wanted to study abroad together. And a few months after moving to, uh, to Denmark, I had a trauma with capital T happen there. It's a really long story. But uh, yeah, all of a sudden I was faced with a lot of problems on a lot of levels. So I had to choose the path of healing if I still wanted to be alive and well honestly. And an important part of my recovery from the hauntings of trauma was starting a regular journal practice. I started journaling almost every day. And this is how I started writing regularly with journals. And at this point, it really didn't matter to me if it's good enough or what people think of my writing. All that mattered is that I process my difficult experiences and that I come out alive and I heal. And I never thought that I'd, uh, I'd start writing poetry. It just uh, it happened. <laughs> it was also in Denmark uh, last year, at the beginning of last year, 2019. Um, in the town where I lived, there was a youth house where young people organized cultural events. And one day they decided to organize a poetry slam. They said they were calling out all poets. So I 
I decided I'd, I'd write a poem and I'd share it with them. And, I, and they loved it. They, they really loved it. I received a lot of hugs afterwards and they were really moved and so was I. And then they organized the second event and I wrote another poem and the feedback was really good again. So I bought a notebook and I started writing, writing poem after poem. And <laughs> It just happened. I didn't really plan it. Or it just happens like that. <laughs> um, for me, my poetry is um, it's very, very personal. I consider it, just like with my painting, it's like a window into my heart, into my mind, into my soul, if it makes sense. Certainly. And I, I consider it mostly therapy because this is also how I started, especially with the writing. Yeah. I started writing as a therapeutic method. And I write about what what's on my mind and what's on my heart. You know, sometimes it's very, very liberating to just take it all out from inside on, on, on the page. It's sure. very, very liberating. Sure. So I do write about sometimes political matters, um, you know, um, rights, human rights. I'm very interested in that. Civil rights. I'm also very interested in that. It's rights in general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the environment, um, human relationships, uh, you know, metaphysics. Wonderful. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Basically Wonderful. what's on my mind. Very nice. Very nice. Well, my dear, it's about that time. Would you like to recite a poem or two? Or three or four? I'd be, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be delighted. I've selected a few poems from um, my first book. I'm actually super excited that my first book is done. I never thought it'd be poetry. Looks like it's poetry. Good for I you. Finished, I, I just finished it. It's uh, 111 poems exploring five themes. Um, I've also inserted five paintings to illustrate each theme, and I call it Embraced by Love. I'm really, really happy about it. That's it's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's going to be available on my website as soon as the website is launched, and I hope that it's going to be very, very soon. Yeah. <laughs> so I've selected a few poems um, to share with you. The first one is called Thank You Art. It's very short, but it really communicates to me what art writing has been to me on my on my journey. Thank you, Art. Thank you, Art, for being the flashlight and saving rubber on each art rock. Very nice. But this is what art has been. I really believe that writing saved my life. And I'm very, very grateful to to have had tools, <laughs> you know, ink, paper, and all of that. I'm really grateful for it. Wonderful. Thank you. Please continue. I also have. Sorry. I just said please continue. Thank you. Um, I'll share with you now a poem that I've written in during the pandemic lockdown. 
and now it's a bit freer, but rumors are that we're going to be locked again. Anyhow, during the, the first lockdown, I was, um, I was experiencing all sorts of emotions, and this poem came out. It's called Letters Brahman. For those who aren't familiar, Brahman is the universal self in the Eastern tradition. So it goes like this. Letter to Brahman. Dear Brahman, here is the fear, self of sickness, the anger, the hopelessness, the sorrows, the traumas, the burdens, the sense of being suffocated and imprisoned by this world. I release it all. Kindly may it be returned as freedom and love. Sincerely surrendering, A. Lovely, lovely. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed it. As you can see, it's, it's my way of processing what is going on inside. <laughs> Very nice. Do you want? Do you have another one or two you'd like to read? Yes, I have two more. Okay. Uh, that I've prepared. Um, and the third one is called Peace. Seven. I've written 12 poems entitled Peace, and then I number them from 0 to 11. It, it just happens. <laughs> and this one is Peace 7. Peace 7. Even when the wound runs deep and it hurts like hell, when there is a way to peace, all it takes to find it is your willingness. Mostly I've written that one as a reminder to myself because sometimes when, when we're feeling very, very wounded and we're experiencing all of those you know, emotional poisons, we forget that, that there is there is some peace inside of us and we can reach it. <laughs> there is really a cause to peace. Even even when everything is crumbling down and, and those emotions are like eating us up, even then there is a way to peace. But we do have to be willing to find it, to find a way towards it. In other words, if we're not willing, we're not willing. <laughs> I would be happy to share a poem of mine with you, since you were so gracious to share yours. And I will do one of my one of my COVID poems also. Um, this is called "Hey Neighbor." You know, many times we find ourselves uh, isolated, even before COVID, even after COVID, and we don't get a chance to know our neighbors very well. But I thought this is a good time to address that idea of what is a neighbor, what is COVID, what, is, what does it mean to be isolated like this? And I often will use humor <laughs> to, um, to lighten the burden, you know, to, uh, to tell a truth gently. So this is called, Hey Neighbor. Hey Neighbor. 
When we dress to sally forth, we wear our masks and gloves, of course. Googles for your pretty eyes. With earmuffs do we our oral portals hide. Our outfits fit from heel to tail, and just to be sure, so we can't breathe Corona's aromas store, the provend of men or women more. When we venture in all timidity out to our stores that our larders might contain more than spores, we observe such gallantry, an area of 16 feet do we our neighbor's feet so avoid. No stepping on toes, no bumping heels when we are shopping are employed. In whispered greetings, eyes averted, scant, enjoyed. Our pleasure plundered from social graces split. We can't even enjoy an outdoor sitting with some chum of bygone days when in our every amusement we are now betrayed. If a visiting neighbor beckons and viral potential now is reckoned, a shouted greeting across the yard because breathing closer now is, is barred. One day when old corona begins to lapse and no more troubles are each synapse, we'll wonder about these separate pleasures now a burden, once a treasure. And when casual friendship lures and boys and girls were murmur yours, what clashing senses will alarm when a warm hand or a brushed cheek betrays no harm after corona's visit, is it? Lovely. I really love your voice reciting. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. It, 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 it's a really, it, it just, it just, it's nice to, to be able to process what we're going through in writing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, many times I have helped myself understand a situation better by, by drawing or writing something about it. Uh, when my father passed away, it was sudden, tragic, traumatic. And I thought, once I can capture that, once I can take that inner hurt and place it outside me in a poem or in a store or in a picture, I, I knew I would, I would feel better. And it worked. Uh, once I could get it out, I felt better. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a major surgery several years ago. And I was so worried that uh, they operated on my heart. And I thought, my God, I have a poet's heart. This is not just a heart, this is a poet's heart. And will they, when they do what they do, will, will somehow my poetry leak out? Will it be gone? And, and will I still have the poet's heart that I had? And in a way, it's very silly. But in a way, it's also a trouble. But I knew that once I wrote about it, uh, I would I would have gotten over it and I would have I wouldn't have to worry that I still had a poet's heart and uh, thank goodness I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy I'm happy that it all worked out fine and we're having this conversation. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> well, it, it does bring a certain additional urgency and uh, poignancy to life. Uh, having uh, come so close to its finish and then come back, so <laughs> I can relate. I, I've had that kind of experience. And Thank you. It, just, it makes 
it, there is this saying in um, in Latin, memento mori, you know? Remember remember that you, you will die one day. That's how I translate it right now. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe there's a better translation. But basically, it just, it just ingrains that kind of reminder in yourself that, that you are going to leave this physical form one day and you'd better do the best you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Moment, right? Absolutely. There's a, one of the other metaphors from our, our friends in ancient Rome. Uh, when a general would ride triumphant through the city, and his charioteer would remind him uh, while, while he's taking these accolades, yes, yes, you're a great fellow, you're a grand man, you're a great general. Remember, you two will die. I, <laughs> since my country is now burdened with such a foolish tyrant, uh, would-be king, we, uh, I think it's important that we whisper to his ear that he too, with all his glory, will, will pass. Uh, Alexandra, thank you so very much for joining me. And I hope next time when we get together and you read more of your work, you'll also bring some of your artwork for us to see. Yes, I'd love that. I'd love that. I'd really love that. I'm so honored that you wanted to have this conversation with me and that uh, I could, you know, send some of my messages across. Uh, I'm really fascinated by technology. I find it so fascinating that I'm in Europe right now and you're on another continent, but still, we can connect in such a way. <laughs> it, it is miraculous, amazing, and absolutely wonderful. Thank you so very much. Thank you too, Rick. Thank you too. Sending a lot of blessings from Europe to America. I hope that everything is going to work out just fine for everyone on all levels, medical, maybe, political. Maybe we'll be a little smarter next time. <laughs> well, you know, you live and you learn, and sometimes it's, it's our greatest darkness that brings the most evolution in us. So. Well, thanks again, and you take care. I hope so. Thank you. You too, Rick. It's okay. been such an honor. Likewise. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was Alexandra Montenu, and uh, we're coming up to the end of our uh, poetry tonight. I, I do want to say our Poets of the East will continue. We have more poets from Romania, and then we have some poets coming up from India. And then we have some poets coming up from France and England, and even some poets from the East Coast of this country. So stay tuned. Tell your friends. Poets of the East will continue a production of PNN. Uh, I'm your host, Rick Spizak. And uh, I'm going to leave you with one more poem. Uh, this is a poem about a young man who was incarcerated for years because he sold flowers. It's called, They Put Harry Away. They Put Harry Away. They said he sold flowers and did the delivery. Now his life is forfeit to 12 kinds of trickery. He was torn from bride and babe, all because in service he gave pleasures and powders in the budded bloom, 
and his time has been cramped into a tiny angry room with thieves and murderers and ten times of doom. He didn't murder. He didn't steal. He just sold flowers with aplomb and zeal. That a man could be stolen and thrown in the dock because he aided and abetted the brain's thirst for shock. And now, the enemy of ticking of clocks. He sold flowers. That's what they said. He spent the last year in a hole like he's dead. No one to speak with, no smile and no friend. No one in the grave for this little bend. He didn't steal a million or two. He didn't sell secrets or a military clue. He didn't burn a forest wide or poison water and pollute the tide. He didn't poison soldiers or put them at risk. He didn't steal money from the widow and twist the orphan with the bleak black bread who goes hungry to bed. Oh, if only he'd stolen ten million or more. His jail have a golf course and a marble door. He didn't take bribes or betray the people's trust. He just sent flowers for them that lust. For a little flower power to dress their day. And there's the piper, and they made him pay. If he sent a thousand troops to a senseless war, he could be basking at the Pentagon with gold by the score, bade and beckoned to share his wit. But for flowers his youth has fled, and down gloomy sits. If he stole power and traded stocks like a bandit, he'd be riding in a limousine with caviar, all he could stand it. But like all the prisoners who sold flowers, they stole his life, till it's faded like the hours. Wasted to wander in gray gloom's dony cell, contained and constrained, the life spent a waste, to leak out like spoiled fruit, unbaited, chased. How few the hours allotted to men, to see them cheated and tossed at pin, and the enemies of flowers steal like thieves the minutes, the hours, and take all they need. Political prisoners have eaten, you know, and Harry spent the last year in the hole. Think of all that's been taken from them, those prisoners of flowers, these prisoners of men. When will those hard and stony hearts open and listen to the kind of arts? People like flowers. They dress the day. Don't take the merchants and lock them away. And when you take that little puff and exhale the smoke, send that thought of freedom to those who linger without hope. They put Harry away by Richard Spiza. And I'm going to share one more with you. Uh, this, is a, <laughs> this is a lighthearted uh, treatment uh, about uh, scrubbing our groceries when they come from the store. Uh, we're trying to keep uh, just food and nothing more. This is a little piece I call Scrubbing Groceries. One of my COVID series. Scrubbing Groceries by Rick Spizak. A new world of shopping's true. We scrub our foods e'en though they're new. No new plate waiting, till food's well scrubbed. Each and every virus is beaten. Drubbed. Not into the house till all in suds. Are dipped. No longer direct to kitchen carried ferried, shipped. A longer path through suds are buried. Cause that virus sure has us all quite worried. Out in the yard, it's scrubbed and cleaned. Till it's earned its entry in the house, after it's dipped and dripped. Through antiseptic screened. Scrubbed twice till all is squeaky clean, that's true. That's what today's covered shoppers do. 
but before it's packed or in the pan. With gloved hands scrub till paint's made thin. Reducing biota on its surface. That covet sure makes us all quite nervous. Till it's clean enough for going in. May these small efforts, saints perserve us. With these new steps in the shopping cycle serve us. We bring it home and then we wipe all. Lest we sunset find and night fall. A scrubbing bowl and cleanser kept close. Until it's cleaned into the house it don't goes. Some we spray and others dunk. We study science or else we sunk. Each item from the bags gets dumped. Each veggie piled into a lump. Handled carefully might carry bugs. Using disinfectant and scrubbing bubbles. Tug, hug, and scrub. Scrubbing all till surface shines. I like yours clean indeed, just like mine. The glass and plastic tumble, liquids dipped. But cardboard boxes sprayed with disinfectant strong. Allowing no impure packaging cause it be wrong. But not a morsel touches lips until the sanitation fairies vis tea. We all these varied precautions follow tea is or tis tea. No noshing, finger foods forbid. Till scrubbed and wiped and carried e, once groceries are all scrubbed and bugs subdued. We carry it in and it's now beko meth food. They're carried in, with ice cream melted. But all those virii, been beaten pelted. A whole new wrinkle in shopping's tedium. Reducing biota on the surface medium. Till all's been scrubbed and put away. Now I'm dropping. Done. Hooray. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for one more comment. Misha, do you want to say one more thing, sir? Okie doke. Well, in that case, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave leave you with one final piece of music. I'm going to leave you with uh, the galaxy song from Monty Python's Meaning of Life. Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. It's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. The sun and you and me and all the stars that we can see are moving at a million miles a day. In an outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour of the galaxy we call the Milky Way. contains a hundred billion stars. It's a hundred thousand light years side to side. It bulges in the middle, 16,000 light years thick, but out by us it's just 3,000 light years wide. We're 30,000 light years from galactic central point. We go round every 200 million years. And our galaxy is only one of millions of billions in this amazing and expanding universe. On expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz. As fast as it can go, the speed of light you know, 
12 million miles a minute and that's the fastest speed there is so remember when you're feeling very small and insecure how amazingly unlikely is your goal and pray the things inside your life somewhere else in space cause there's bugger all down here on earth well my friends Time to say goodbye for now. Stick around. Stay tuned. In the future, we're going to have more poets of the East with more poets from Romania speaking both in English and in their native tongue. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much to Mishu Danduta, our brother overseas who is in the process of getting a healing. Please send your healing thoughts to our good friend, Send those healing thoughts. We want to see him and all the other people who've been burdened by COVID find their health again. Be strong. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next time. This is Rick Spizak, co-host and producer of Poets of the East, saying we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.